Hello, welcome to Industry Reactions. Industry Reactions is a weekly briefing on industry events, changes, and future trends that impact your business. We're your hosts, Rick Honer and Mark Friedel from Kempoint. You can find Industry Reactions on YouTube, LinkedIn, and as a podcast. For those watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell, and smash that like button. We plan on discussing issues that impact the global industry and help you uncover new opportunities. We hope this will provide market intelligence that will keep you ahead of the changing conditions. First, we will start with a broad economic outlook. The coronavirus has affected every part of life, but the world is adapting. Employment levels have partially rebounded after having plummeted to historic lows. That said, this crisis is far from over. The IMF's World Economic Outlook, global growth is projected to be negative 4.4%, which is better than reported in June. This upgrade is somewhat is because somewhat less desirable outcomes in the second quarter, as well as signs of a stronger recovery in the third quarter, offset partially by downgrades in some emerging and developing economies. In 2021, growth is projected to rebound to 5.2%. Output, output in both advanced economies and emerging and developing economies are projected to stay below 2019 levels well into 2021. After the rebound in growth in 2021, global growth is expected to gradually slow to about 3.5% in the medium term. Now, there remains tremendous uncertainty around the outlook since the virus is resurging, with localized lockdowns being reinstituted in Europe and elsewhere. If this worsens and prospects for treatments and vaccines deteriorate, the toll on economic activity would be severe and amplified by severe financial market turmoil. On the upside, faster and better news on treatments and vaccines or further policy stimulus can significantly improve the outlook. Well, hopefully that stimulus check comes sooner than later. Rick, I don't know if you got big plans for that money. It's already spent, Mark, already spent. All right, U.S. industrial production fell by 0.6% in September from August, marking a decline after four consecutive months of gains. That's from data put out by the U.S. Federal Reserve on Friday. Although production has recovered more than half of its February to April decline, the September reading was still 7% below February, the month before the coronavirus pandemic hit. The chemical ingredient sector was up 0.7% for September. This data is backed up by North America rail traffic, which showed strength uh, during the week of October the 10th. However, year-to-date volume was down 4.3% from 2019 and 5.6% from 2018. OPEC says that U.S. energy industry is recovering faster than initially expected from the fall in production from the pandemic. In its monthly report, OPEC said production from outside the cartel is now, seeing, is now seen falling by 3.6% from last year's levels. The U.S. rig count this week saw its largest increase of 13 rigs since the oil collapse in March, as drilling activity returns to the oil patch. Finally, a bit of strength in the oil and gas market. Yeah, it's been a rough year. This past week, the Wall Street Journal did a series on analyzing the plastics market. 
Petrochemical makers are pausing multi-billion dollar U.S. expansions as the coronavirus pandemic subdues what has been rapid growth in demand for plastics. Companies such as Dow and Chevron Phillips collectively poured tens of billions of dollars into Gulf Coast petrochemical facilities over the past decade, eager to take advantage of the gusher in raw materials being unlocked by the American shale drilling boom. They bet that turning the cheap byproducts into ethylene and other plastic making ingredients would boost earnings, but margins have dropped sharply as the company's expansions outpaced global demand growth and oil prices fell. Well, they're not the only two companies that made a bad bet on this. For American plastic producers, cheap natural gas gave it an edge over competitors across the Atlantic and the Pacific. But the coronavirus pandemic has leveled the playing field. A collapse in oil prices had a dual effect, bringing down the cost of non-US companies' feedstocks while choking off excess gas co-produced from oil wells in the Permian Basin and often sold for pennies. Natural gas prices are 25% higher than they were at the beginning of the year, and many analysts predict that they will that the rally will be sticky while oil prices are down 35% and recovery is expected to be slow. Such dynamics take away the advantage US-based producers relied on when they built new petrochemical plants. Moving on now to product-related news, let's look at new product innovation that has been occurring across the industry. Rick? Sure. Um, we have Hinkle Adhesives Technologies has recently invested in Acnano. The advanced material startup provides a unique tailored conformal coatings technology for the protection of printed circuit boards in a variety of applications, especially in automotive electronics and consumer electronics. The technology has already proven its marketability and is commercially available. Solve is launching two new products that it says will eliminate and keep bacteria and viruses away from many surfaces and avoid cross-contamination. The first, Actazone, is a long-lasting antimicrobial technology that reportedly delivers 24-hour surface protection. That's good news. Solve also developed a new polyamide polymer in yarn, Amnivirus Backoff is the trade name, in Solve's research centers in Brazil. The product incorporates antiviral and antibacterial agents, thus enabling the fabric to block further contamination of a wide range of diseases. This is a great technology uh, given the pandemic that we're just emerging from. Absolutely, and it's a great brand name as well. There's no confusing on what it does. The next story is in regards to Dow's next generation of Vorasurf. Vorasurf is Dow's low cyclics, low volatile silicone surfactants. Now, flexible polyurethane foam formulators have access to what Dow calls a set of higher performing surfactant op options for mattresses, couches, and other upholstered furniture with an improved sustainability profile. Furminich, the world's largest privately owned perfume and taste company, and Danish biological solution leader Novozymes announced the launch of their new jointly developed natural sugar redu reduction solution, Taste Gem, SWL, with Safira lactase. 
The cutting edge technology brings unprecedented natural taste performance in dairy products, enabling up to 50% sugar reduction in yogurt and other dairy products without the use of sweeteners. That's a pretty big reduction. That is a big reduction. And that brand name is a mouthful. Taste Gem <laughs> SWL with Saphira Lactase. But I'm sure it's delicious. <laughs> Next up is Blue California. They have recently joined forces with biotech innovator Conogen on the commercialization of Rosevel, a next-generation natural preservative solution with 98% high-purity rosemarinic acid made by bioconversion without the color or flavor associated with rosemary. Food and beverage manufacturers will now have access to a scalable natural preservative for complementing healthy, clean label ingredients and products. Rosemarinic acid is a naturally occurring polyphenolic compound in the rosemary plant, which possesses natural antioxidant and antimicrobial properties, making it ideal as a natural alternative to synthetic preservatives. As long as, long as I still have something to put onto my roasted potatoes, we'll be okay. <laughs> Next up, M&A News, Rick. <clears throat> U.S. Specialty Chemicals Catalyst and Materials Company, PUQ Corp, is selling its performance material business for $650 million to private equity firm, The Jordan Company. In addition, PQ is reviewing strategic alternatives for its performance chemicals business. The performance materials business supplies engineered microspheres for highway safety products and industrial and consumer applications. Next, Barron's International, a global distributor of life science ingredients, has agreed to acquire Maroon Group. Maroon operates in the U.S. market as well as in Canada. This acquisition of North American Platform, which is expected to close this quarter, will expand Barron's activities. And in upcoming webinars, Carrie, a world leader in taste and nutrition for the food and beverage industry, captures snacking motivators as consumer habits shift among COVID-19. Carrie's webinar series, capturing key motivators that deliver winning snacks, focusing on consumer motivations across snacking applications. The company is exploring key consumer trends driving the snacking industry today, highlighting how habits have shifted in the light of the ongoing COVID pandemic. Each webinar is led by Kerry's R&D, nutrition, and marketing experts as they discuss consumer motivators, formulation challenges, and key opportunities in the $115 billion snack market, of which my family is probably 25%. At least, I'm sure. <laughs> Next week, we at ChemPoint will also be hosting a webinar which will cover all aspects of data and the impact and best practices of data in our industry. The event will be Wednesday, October 28th at 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 4 p.m. Central European Time. Please tune in and learn about data. And finally, the Independent Lubricant Manufacturers Association, or ILMA, will take its annual conference virtual this year. It'll take place next week, October 24th through 26th. It's not a surprise that it's going virtual as we haven't seen any trade shows happen in person over the last eight months. Not to mention we don't anticipate seeing any in-person in trade shows over the next three to six months. Yeah, they've really um, died out. 
Well, that's it for this week's edition of Industry Reactions. Hopefully you found it educational and helpful. We will return next week with a fresh batch of industry reactions. That's it for now. Stay safe. Take care.